0: All right, hey, here we go. Uh, You guys may be familiar with an episode I did of the In Over My Head podcast called Don't Overcook Your Chicken. Well, in the same vein today, as you probably saw with the title, we're gonna do Don't Overcook Your Salsa. And what I mean by that is, in the last episode, or in the chicken episode, I meant to teach you how to make chicken you're gonna enjoy eating, well in the same way, I'm gonna try to make you, uh, or I try to teach you how to make salsa that you enjoy eating today. So you might say, well what's with the don't overcook theme? Uh, there actually is some 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 meaning to that. Uh, I get most of my culinary knowledge from America's Test Kitchen, and America's Test Kitchen taught me something about off the shelf, like store-bought salsa, that I had never realized. This is probably seven years ago, that all your over the or all your off the shelf sauces kind of all taste the same. They kind of have this ketchup-y sort of flavor to them. Uh, well, why is that? And the, I think the reason is uh, the, you have to, in order to make something shelf stable, it has to be pasteurized. It has to be cooked to a certain extent to get the bacteria content down to a certain level so that it can be canned or jarred or whatever and then have uh, whatever is a necessary shelf life and in doing so you end up with well you end up with cooked tomatoes that have a distinct flavor that differs from french uh, french <laughs> yeah it differs from french tomatoes because these ones are so much superior No, it differs from fresh tomatoes in a distinct way and you know the difference we've all had both cooked tomatoes and fresh well in salsa i think people tend to respond better to fresh tomatoes and well, the only way to get salsa made by fresh tomatoes is either you go to the produce section and you get one of those plastic cups for like 9 bucks And it's kind of good, you know. Or you can make it yourself. And so um, that's what I'm going to try to tell you how to do today. At least the way I do it. I've gotten a lot of good reviews from this. It's been hundreds of iterations and people tend to like it. I've shared this recipe a few times. But hey, I thought to my 10,000, well, my under 10,000 listeners, if you're interested, you saw the title. You chose to click on it. So today you're getting a lesson. You're going to learn today how to make good salsa that's going to kill, it's going to kill at your Halloween party, kill, being the spooky Halloween-related word. What made me think to do this? Well, I've got a very, very special guest coming on tomorrow so if you're listening to this the day it came out or the morning after you are in luck because this is actually this part i'm saying right now is not a waste of your time it's actually timely i've got chris and bryn on tomorrow and that's going to be a ton of fun but in order to get cool guests like that over michelle cool guest uh, the, all these other so many of my guests i lure them usually with dinner with food and i thought what should i make for chris and bryn Well, i want to make something light you know, by vegetarians, nice, um, whatever. Something that's you, you enjoy putting in your mouth. And I thought, what's better than chips and salsa? Haven't had a chance to do it at work. They kind of banned us from doing uh, Tortilla Triangle Tuesday celebrations because it's shared food and that, you know, you're, you risk sharing germs. And with COVID going on, we haven't been able to do it in a while. It's been forever since I made salsa. I'm having over some friends that I want to feed. So I'm going to make salsa for the first time in a while. And I thought, why don't I teach my 10,000 listeners, my well, less than 10,000 listeners, um, how to do it. And so that's where we are today. So uh, what are you going to need in order to make good salsa? Well, you're going to need a knife and a cutting board, obviously. And I talked a little bit about knives in the chicken episode. Basically, you just need a knife that you enjoy using, you feel comfortable with, and that's decently sharp. If you don't have a good sharp knife, reconsider life, email me in over my head at protonmail.com. I'll tell you everything you need to know. Victoria Knox, Fibrox, 8-inch chef knives, great bet. And you need some way to keep it sharp, um, even just a crappy uh, off-the-shelf $20 sharpener. It's going to be better than nothing. Get your knife sharp because we're going to be doing some cutting. And the big thing that you're going to need uh, as well is going to be a food processor. I use a KitchenAid kind of, I think, super common. It's not the 7-quart. I, I don't know what it's called, but it was 100 bucks. I would recommend getting it if you're going to be making a lot of this. I use it for soups and a few other things, but mostly salsa. And I used to make a ton of salsa. I used to make salsa once a week, typically. Uh, well, anyway, it's going to be your friend right here. I don't know if a blender would work, like the blender you use for making your smoothies or your Magic Bullet or whatever. I think those things would work too. Just some way to powerfully chop your things small and puree them is all you need uh, to get started. Now, the list of ingredients, what do we put in there? Oh, they're like, oh, he's about to tell us the secrets. Yep, there's not really a secret. This is adapted from a test kitchen uh, recipe and I've kind of, I, I don't know how far it's departed now since when I started using exactly their recipe, but I'll just tell you what I do. I think you're going to like it. It's going to be great. So what I'll use is Roma tomatoes because they're easy to mess with They're easy to manipulate. Like physically, um, you could use any other kind of tomato, but the thing is, you're gonna you got to get the seeds out. You got to get like the goo out, or else you're gonna end up with watery salsa. Roma's I find have the least waste when you scoop out the 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 wet stuff on the inside. So I use those. I'll usually buy eight to ten of those, depending on the size. Uh, we're gonna want jalapenos. Uh, Aldi sells a little package of like six for cheap. Uh, you're gonna need onions. I like to use white onion. I think Vidalia would work. Even a red onion would work. Might make the color of your sauce a little weird. And Let's see. What else? Chipotle peppers. They come in a little seven-ounce can. That gives a surprising amount of flavor. It kind of dominates the flavor, so I almost feel bad acting like this is my recipe because it's basically just puree those things, but well, you'll see. Um, And What else? Then you're going to use a lot of cumin, garlic if you want it, and you may as well use fresh if you're going to be processing it anyway, or garlic powder. Um, I usually leave salt out. The chipotle peppers have enough, but you can put a little salt in if you want. Cilantro is another optional ingredient that you'll have to pick up at the store when you're there if you want to include it, but it can be left out as well. Uh, You're going to need limes, of course, usually not more than two or three. Then black pepper. Did I say cumin? A lot of cumin is going in, and that's about it. I don't use chili powder like a lot of people might. Um yeah i think that's it so let's get started um i'm gonna get my i'm gonna get one of my throwaway kind of junk cutting boards out because it's gonna get juiced up it's real it's a real juicy process so i don't use the regular cutting board and what do you even use your regular cutting board for i don't know i spent a lot of money on it so i usually just cover it up with a piece of plastic when i'm using it um so get my junk cutting board out i got my knife ready knife stays sharp because i get bored sometimes and just sharpen it and first thing i'm doing is i get the food processor out, pop the lid off so it's ready to accept inputs. And then I'm going to go one at a time with these Romas. So I pick up a Roma. I got my knife in my right hand, Roma in the left. I go over to the sink, over top of the sink in case I drip, and I'm lopping off the top, the crappy end of the Roma by about a quarter of an inch. Then you flip it over and you chop off just the little nub, the little butt part of the... Roma there, and then I'm going back to the cutting board, I'll put that thing down sideways like a football on the on the, on the the line of scrimmage, cut it down the center, then I'm going one half at a time, back to the sink, turn the blade, uh, hold the thing up, turn the blade of my knife kind of sideways, and make a V-shaped cut right into the spine of that goo that goes down the center. If you do it right, that goo slides out, and you're left with just, you can just see a couple of little pockets of seeds. Use the tip of the knife, or your finger of your cutting hand if you want, to just kind of <whistles> Scoop out the remaining seeds and goo, give it a little shake-shake to get the extra liquid off, boom, into the food processor. So repeat that process nine times in, in brackets, or 18 times total, if I have nine Roma tomatoes, and I'm done with the tomatoes. Next step, I'm going to my jellies. Take a jelly pepper, I'm lopping off the whole end that's got the little stem on it. And I, you lop off the little flower end too, because I think it's got a hard part, hard little hard piece on there. Now, if you want, you can throw it right in. But the the innards of the pepper, of course, is is where the capsaicin or whatever the hot stuff is located. So depending how hot you want to make it, you can leave all the seeds in of your jellies. You can leave them in a couple and take it out of the others. But let's assume you're cooking for somebody or you're making this for somebody who's pretty sensitive to hot stuff. Then we're gonna seed all of our jellies. So I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna lay down my little football on the line of scrimmage, slice it down the middle to open up my jelly. Then I'm taking one. Uh, side uh, one half and again you're going to kind of turn your blades sideways as you're looking at the thing and try to carve out there there are little stems that come out from the spine of those where the seeds are oftentimes it's just three in a jalapeno pepper maybe there's four that, that like stems of flesh that connect the outside meat of the fruit there to the the cruddy stuff on the inside find those and kind of surgically uh, incise down those things and they'll fall right out then a little shake shake or tap them on the inside of the sink to get the rest of the seeds to fall out boom into the processor um let's see uh yeah jalapenos. The, yeah well you know all the you know all the heat is in the seeds everybody loves to tell you yes i think it's true And the seeds and the white flesh is where the heat is but some jalapeno peppers we've done tests we've done tests bear can attest to this some jalapeno peppers have literally no flavor, and some are painfully hot. So, just you can give them a little taste by just touching that white stuff where you cut it and put it to your tongue. And if it's whatever, if point is, if you want it to be very mild, you're cutting out the seeds in the flesh no matter what. And in she goes. Um, onions, I'm going to grab usually one whole onion, like a very small one, tennis ball size or smaller and what do you do you just over the sink or over the trash can you can lop off the top lop off the bottom be very careful because those outer layers of skin tend to want to flake off and 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 slip off so if you're holding that thing by only the outside and you start pushing on it with a dull knife it is very it is not uncommon that the whole thing slips out of your hand and you're in your left hand you're just left with a, a shell like a the dead skin exoskeleton of the thing the Onion goes flying and that knife goes who knows where. So be very careful to make sure you have a good, good grip. It's not, this is not, there's no shame in doing a little sawing motion when you begin that cut to make sure you're in before you just start pushing on it. Cutting an onion, Or when you first start cutting an onion is is a great opportunity to hurt yourself so be extra careful during this step you cut off the top flip it over cut off the bottom and then usually just put one big slice down the side going from top to from north to south basically and then you get your thumbnail underneath the outer layer and you peel that skin off sometimes takes a few tries no big deal then back to the cutting board and i'm going to put that into quarters with the knife there in she goes that's that's the big that's the main ingredients that are in there so then you can go a couple different directions if you want to add garlic now and you got fresh garlic do that thing peel a couple of cloves off you smash them sideways and you know I, I actually quit doing the smash your garlic thing first because it's messy and I hate getting garlic flavor on my fingers it, it doesn't come off so what I'll do is I'll discard the knife for now and I'll take a garlic cl- clove and each clove you can grab at both ends the pointy end and then the, the, the 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 base, I guess, and just kind of twist it, just wring it out, and it'll usually free the inside part from the skin, and you can start peeling that skin off. You still got to make one cut to get the the gross end snipped off of there, but in she goes. And if you're not doing garlic, hey, even better. Um, Now would be the time to go for our cilantro, and you're going to want to just take a a big pinch, like from the fluffy end of the bunch that you bought at the grocery store, I usually go about two and a half knuckles deep with four fingers. And just make my little my little carnival machine claw and just whatever i get i get stems and all goes straight in then uh let's see salt i'm leaving it out for now cumin powder i'm putting in about uh, quite a bit maybe two teaspoons a tablespoon i don't know just a couple of shakes and i don't use the the whole end the i don't use the like sprinkle end i just i just pop open the big boy end where you're supposed to put in your measuring spoons and just pop pop a couple little cups of that cups couple little whatever couple little bloops of that stuff um i'll just use i don't use freshly ground black pepper maybe you could but i want so much that i'll just use it out of the the can same thing i'm opening up the big end i'm just gonna go and put in at least a teaspoon maybe two teaspoons um let's see what else goes in okay now we got to put in uh we're gonna we still got lime juice and chipotle peppers so the chipotle peppers i'm gonna pop the lid off of that thing and And with the the size of batch that I've described, you're probably going to want to pick out maybe three or four of those peppers from the can that I'm thinking of. Um, But usually it's going to end up being about a third of the contents of that seven-ounce can that goes in. You can put in some of the plain sauce, um, just some of the peppers. On Test Kitchen, they rinse the peppers off and put in just the peppers. I don't know. That sauce is delicious. So I usually just kind of, same thing, just put my little carnival game grabber four fingers in there and whatever I come out with if it's a nice healthy golf ball size blob in she goes uh, then limes um I usually go, start with one lime and if it's a nice juicy one I'll stop there if it seems like I didn't get much juice I'll do I'll do a second lime put it all in lid on and just blend till smooth baby yeah that's right then you pop your lid off. Be careful where you set it. It's gonna be juicy on top. It's gonna to be messy. I try to set it over the sink or something, like along that spine of the sink. But whatever. Then uh, go in with a spoon or a chip if you want and see if you like it. What what blent up? And sometimes you need to add a little salt. Sometimes you realize that you put that it's too hot. And I don't think there's a solution for too hot. People say. People say ridiculous stuff oh you got to sweeten it up put some sugar in there or something Ugh, no way i think the only way to make something less hot is you dilute it so now you could split it into two batches and you do a whole nother one or maybe add more tomatoes but if you made it too hot i'm sorry for you um if you didn't good for you now if you do want it to be more hot if you didn't go far enough put in a whole nother jelly with the seeds or some cayenne would be fine or some kind of a chili powder like ancho chili powder something like that might have a little heat uh, I think, man, dude, I think that's pretty much it. Also, don't shy away from MSG. Instead of putting in salt, consider using MSG as a substitute. It's delicious. It's lower in sodium content. And you get a ton of flavor out of that. Uh, that about covers it, folks. So this, here's what's going to happen. when You're going to pour that out into a storable container, and when you wake up in the morning to get it back out to, to, to surprise all your guests with how delicious and amazing your salsa has been or will be or whatever... Um, you are going to see a little puddle of juice there. I I thought he told us how to get the juice out. Yeah, I no, I know. There still is going to be some. And so if you don't like the look of having a little puddle of juice on top of your stuff, just stir it up periodically. That's just the way it is. But nobody cares about no juice, man. The people are going to love it. They're going to thank you for it. They're going to go, where did you get this recipe? And then you're going to have to tell them all about it. it. Fabulous, the critically acclaimed In Over My Head podcast, episode number 20. It's a bonus episode. This is only for anybody who wants to listen to it other people besides that can't won't hear it so um hey you're welcome and hey thanks everybody for listening man tune in for chris and Bryn tomorrow it's going to be great um tune in for uh we got uh richard glenn on the docket and a few other guests that have agreed but we just haven't set up dates yet so we got a whole bunch of fun stuff happening and thanks everybody who listens you guys make this fun i'm really enjoying myself getting to learn about my friends talk with my friends, and just have a fun time staring into this microphone. And uh, hey, man, any feedback, email it over to me. You can even tell me I suck. I don't care. If you want to insult me, just make it funny. Um, That's all I got for today. Love you guys, and uh, we'll see you next time.